are grog. Kerry, how you doing? Great, thanks. Friday night. Yeah, Friday night, and for some reason, builders have decided to start drilling and hammering in the flat below, despite the mm. fact they're meant to finish at six. So, you know, obviously I will go down and sort them out during mm. the recording if need be. I rang the doorbell and they didn't answer. Same flat as the devil child. No, across from the devil child. And listeners won't know that there's a devil child underneath because I think I've edited every mention of the devil child that's interrupted our recordings All right. every time. <laughs> but there, yeah, there is a devil child downstairs. I haven't even said, hey, welcome to the Cider Shared podcast. Kerry, mm. how are you doing? Great, thank you. All is well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny old week in the Archers, I think. Yeah, it's been a bit of a strange... It's up and down, isn't it? There's been some very gripping things, mm. some very prophetic things, and some very pathetic things, I think that would yeah. be fair to say, as mm -hmm. a roundup. A couple of weeks ago, when they had that scene where George was moving in with Will, and we yeah. had Eddie and Clary saying, don't worry, we're going nowhere. And I said to you at the time, that's not a good sign. Yeah, there's something, there's trouble at mill there. They could be out on their ears. I've got an idea for them if they need to raise, what was it, a quarter of a million mm. Oliver needs to raise. All they need to do is go back and find that CCTV footage that Rex took of Emma and Ed getting it on when they were stealing logs last December mm. and post it to OnlyFans. Oh, yes. Would that raise a cool quarter of a million, do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. Might do it myself. <laughs> now, you might wonder, why is he bringing up a storyline all the way from last December? This weekend, don't hesitate to book your seat for Ambridge's hottest X-rated movie of the year. Grundy Grumble Flick Productions presents Log Jamming, starring Ed and Emma Grundy. The Borchester Backdoor called it a full Longhorn rewilding experience. The Felpersham Felcher said it was most fun I've had since I was on Mike Up Lakey Hill. The Ambridge Analyzer. Wait, have I pronounced that right? I don't think so. Anyway, they claimed it was not as erotic as Lark Rice to Candleford. Log Jamming. All the illegal wood your chopper can handle. Executive producer, Terry Two Bones. Book now at hello at thesidershed.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
corn on the cider shed. Finally. Mm. I've been trying for years and they've been holding <laughs> us back. Uh, Kerry, I've got a little quiz just to warm us up. Okay, cool. What two items from their supplier was Ian waiting for at Grey Gables? Ah, it was to do with making bread, I think. Okay, so go for your two key ingredients. Because I listened at sort of one and a half speed. Uh, Flour, I would imagine. Okay. Is one of them. And now it depends. If he makes sourdough, is it going to be starter? It was yeast. Ah, right. Okay, so he's not doing that. What kind of tea did Lee offer to make Helen? Fennel. Very good. Mm. Well, it stood out to me. I was like, what? And then it made me think, I might try that. I quite like fennel seeds and things. Maybe it's nice. Do you want to be more like Helen? No. We heard about Tilly Button. What's the other Button sister's name? Have they got rhyming? Are they twi- have they got rhyming names? Is it Millie and Tilly? Oh, it's a si- oh, you're very close. I'm going to give you half a point. It's Molly. Oh, yes. Okay. George was let down by a farmer this week regarding his social media campaign. Where was that farmer from? I remember him saying that he was in a right strop about it, wasn't he? Like, where's he going in life? He can't even get them to reply. And they... I didn't register where they were from. I'm going to... Penny Hassett. Lower Pendon. Oh, it's had a pen in it. Yeah. What was Maddie Watkins appreciative of and asking Linda about this week? Oh, oh yes. That's uh, my... Rolodex in my head is going very appreciative of oh it was was it some sort of cake it was the pergola <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> I mean you can try and eat a pergola Kerry <laughs> maybe that's what Fallon's going to rustle up on the last day of the tea room before she does out of carrot cake a carrot cake pergola final question Kerry a ten foot Brian comes to you in your sleep and whispers in your ear what do you do jump on <laughs> it's the correct answer. <laughs> Before we go any further, can mm. I just say in relation to Linda getting a mention there, mm-hmm. the Robert thing felt like an obit, didn't it? A little bit. Yeah, well, he probably will be dying soon if he's eating boiled egg and hazelnut curry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wrote that's going to be the thing that finishes him off. What the hell is... I know you can have eggs in curries. We've all seen that. But egg and hazelnut curry, with no mention of any other sort of fundamental ingredients. A Frenchman once offered me an egg curry and I said, look, that's enough. <laughs> but it was quite moving, wasn't it? Not the egg and hazelnut curry. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Bowel moving. Yes. Yeah. It was a little bit, it tugged at the heartstrings a bit, didn't it, when she was talking to Pip about him? Because yeah. every time he gets a mention, everyone's like, oh, it's Robert. And we all know mm. what's actually happened in real life with the actor. And it's like, how are they going to close this out? Aww. It was lovely, that story where she said that yeah. he just slowly kind of crept into her consciousness, didn't he? He was intellectually interesting and extremely kind. Then she was electrocuted by his hand. One day, like, yeah, he took my hand and... I felt electricity and the electricity jolted through me and Pip was like, did he feel it? And I thought she was going to say, yes, he was holding on to an electric cow fence as a prank, Pip. (laughs) Or one of those very terrible, do you remember those joke things where you'd have like a buzzer thing in the palm of your hand? Yeah, I mean, those were my two like weapons of mass destruction when I was a kid, the whoopee cushion and that Mm. hand buzzer thing. 
Did you ever have the packet of chewing gum, but it was the strip of chewing gum? And when you pulled it out, it was like a mouse trap. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah I good. had one. It looked like Juicy Fruits. It was actually branded. Fly in an ice cube? Fly in an ice cube. Didn't have that. There was something else I had that I thought was very, very funny at the time. Can't remember what it was now. Fake dog poo. Oh, oh, fake human shit. Ah, human. Ah. Which was introduced to me as a toy by (laughs) one of my aunts that thought it would be hilarious to leave it on the the rim of the toilet. Then I went (laughs) and they knew I was going up to the bathroom when I was about eight years old. I was just like, there's a massive dude on the toilet. And they were all wetting themselves laughing. Ah. Awful people. My my parents and my uncles and aunts. Uh, Terrible. Fun. Funny, isn't it? I mean, you know, I turned out all right. Mm, debate. <laughs> Whoopee cushions, though. I mean, they rarely worked properly, did they? Anyway, yes. Yeah, it was very touching, the Robert thing. Yeah, it was, yeah. But then it was ruined by Pip sort of going, it made Pip then want to live with Stella immediately because she thinks she knows that this is the one. Stella's already like, uh, oh shit, what have I done? Yeah, there's no rush. Uh, we've got years ahead of uh, doing washing up together and uh, changing beds. Uh, leave me alone. <laughs> Pip's gone a bit weird, hasn't she? Well, no, I'll rephrase that. Pip is weird. She's getting weirder. <laughs> it was good to tell Alistair, have they seen us kissing in the pub? I wonder if Rosie's announced it to the teachers. Bloody hell, so self-obsessed, isn't it? We're a couple, Alistair. He's like, yeah, okay. Like a proper couple, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I get it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I have to go and check on... Like scissoring, you know? You know what I'm saying, (laughs) Alistair? Like, right, you know, yeah. And Alistair, is your mum about, Pip? (laughs) It's all... Is it... It's like conspicuous lesbianism. Are they failing to make themselves likeable in the storyline? Well, someone on Twitter put a very good comment, which was, you know, we hoped that Stella would make Pip better, but actually Pip is making Stella worse. I'm down with that. Yeah, same. Her sense of humour has definitely gone downhill. Mm. There was a very good line about a year ago where Brian was walking the field and they were surveying home farm and he said you know it, it's like that old farmer saying Stella and she went what go all for my land <laughs> now she's kind of making terrible jokes about eggs and so well, I just made a terrible joke about an egg so I realized glass houses yeah. Stella but she was really rolling around laughing about tortoises and parrots and land snails wasn't she hey how long do you think a land snail lives for in captivity oh I wasn't expecting to be asked that. you didn't put that in your quiz no I thought about it <laughs> It's, I bet it's a long time because they don't move much, do they? And things that don't move much live long. Uh, so I, I reckon I'll be all right for about 100, <laughs> 120 years or so. Um, I did once move quite quickly. And that was when I saw my daughter from afar dangling from a sort of lifeguard's high up chair on a sandy beach. Uh, okay. I was sitting at a beachside bar, uh, obviously. And uh, I just spotted her struggling. She was only about three or four. and. Honestly, I was Linford Christie all of a sudden and went and rescued her. Had we slowed the footage down, would it look like the opening credits of Baywatch? Yeah, or Wonder Woman. Mm, okay. Does she have any memory of that happening? Yeah, yeah. The kids still speak of it because they've never seen me move very much apart from that one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I've lost my train of thought in all of I'm that. Sorry. Oh, we were talking about... Yeah. Land um, snails and their lifespan. Land snails, yeah, yeah. How can we forget? How long do you think they live for if they were... If you, if you have them indoor and they're not living outside? Yeah, so no perils, 
yeah. going on uh i would say five years they can live into the teens oh, teenage land snails do you think they get right stroppy they don't <laughs> yeah. tidy their little glass cage and stuff <laughs> yeah i'm just a teenage land snail baby I've got a Kerry singing moment again. I'll be sure to put that in the in the promo. Oh God. Outside, exposed to the elements, three to five years indoors, they can live a lot longer. So, you know, if you're going to take in a land snail, mm. you have to think about it. It's a big commitment. They were talking about what they dream of. Pip was dreaming of oh. silage and animal vaccinations. And then Stella said, I want to dream of and I thought, swimming in, not silage. Surely, is this a kink? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she had a more romantic dream about swimming in some nice mountain stream or something didn't she but then 10 foot brian oh no she wanted that but 10 foot brian was actually what she was <laughs> 10 foot about. brian is a song by pj harvey isn't it it should be. or is that 50 foot queenie maybe i'm confused <laughs> yeah annoying pip and stella they can piss off okay well there's the, the jury's not out they referred to rosie and her reaction to being told she jumped about didn't she and then they told Gran, who asked a lot of questions, which included pronouns, as if she'd been genning up but was getting a little bit confused. What's Jill's pronouns? Hoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lee and Helen. Well, we've seen this coming, haven't we? from afar that she's getting less and less tolerant of lee and the fact that he does everything for the boys he likes emptying the dishwasher he he'll help with the laundry he'll make fennel tea he'll pick up the boys from places he comes up with ideas of activities to do with them but she's focusing on his smelly old trainers on the radiator and the fact that he sprays deodorant everywhere so she bought she bought him some deodorant paste yeah, but Lee it was very distracted. He put that on his toast in the morning. <laughs> Have you heard of deodorant paste? I've heard of deodorant cream, so I presume it's similar. Oh. It's very popular in Brazil. Ah. I mean, it's links Africa for Lee, isn't it? You can He's just got tell. Three, isn't it? And he probably sprays it on his socks as well. Yeah, he should spray, spray it in his trainers. Yeah, does was it she said she leaves them on the radiator? He leaves them mm. on the radiator rather. Yeah, she was literally choking, wasn't she? Ian, could we open the window? I got nothing out of that Ian and Helen conversation. I'm sorry. Did you not even get annoyed? The only bit that got me really annoyed was when Ian was there going, you know, this is all terrible and Adel's really up against it and blah, blah, blah. And she went, well, just quit then. Leave him in the shit. She's got no empathy, has she? That was a good accent, by the way. You did, you did good there. I once had to do a best man speech in Belfast. What, did you do it in pretend? No, I didn't because I, I wanted to get out of there alive, Kerry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about making a joke quite early on. When he first met her, he said, like, uh, was your dad a terrorist? Because you're the bomb. I thought I'd better not say oh. it. <laughs> that got uh, kind of like... Edited out. Redacted, yeah. Yeah. So Ian, I mean, he's a chef and he's very good at stirring, isn't he? Boom, boom. Chef gag. Aye, aye. He cannot wait to wind Oliver into a frenzy about Ardil's shortcomings. They use knives and boiling water. No shit. And like, Oliver's like, okay, you've showed me everything and I think uh, I get a good idea of everything that I need to look into. No, 
Oliver, look at this as well. It starts lifting up yeah. other things. Look, do you remember the priest in Father Ted that used to destroy everything and then go, fucking cowboys, Ted, look at them. And he'd actually come and like rip the mantelpiece off and there was nothing wrong with it. That's, that's Ian, isn't it? Yeah. Is Ardil even competent? He asked. Make him accountable. He's really, you know, you couldn't be throwing Ardil under the bus more, could he? No. And where has Ardil gone? Don't say Mars again, Kerry. I'm not accepting that Mars. as an answer anymore. <laughs> But Oliver, bless him, he was being very nice, wasn't he? And, and and was very regretful and of ringing him numerous times if there is a family emergency happening. I mean, I mean, I don't think there is, do you? No. And by the way, has anyone else been clued in on the fact that the new locum at the surgery is his sister? I was wondering that. Because wouldn't they just go to her and say, uh, where the f*** is your brother who's meant to be running this hotel that's about to open? So we, are we now suspecting that Ardil all along, he's the Kaiser Soze, he is the figure that was running it, and there was no shady owner in the background, it's all on him. Because it seems that Oliver doesn't, they've stopped talking about the owners, haven't they? They've just started, they mm. only talk about Ardil now. And the partners. Yeah, but... I don't know, there's something, not. it's fishier than Lee's trainers, this whole storyline. Yeah, and is the family emergency the fact that he's f***ing up his own family's investment then? Well, maybe, if they're the ones that were invested in it, I guess, if they were the ones that mm. put the money down, because they, he muttered under his breath last week to Emma, when she said, maybe one day I'll run Grey Gables, and he went, You'd probably do a better job of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, anti-Helen-wise, as soon as Ian was saying about all the bother, her main question was, well, how is this going to affect the cheese and veg orders if, yeah. if Grey Gables doesn't open? And and I've got bespoke packaging and labels. How am I supposed to schedule production, she said to Oliver. Christ almighty. The way she's talking, it's as if there is no cheese in her cheese factory at the moment. None. And she needs to know how much to make for in two weeks time but surely cheese doesn't work like that does it do you not have cheese knocking about all over the place in a cheese factory welcome to cheese chat with matthew weir and <laughs> kerry warbus cheese cheese chat cheese is good cheese is yellow cheese is holy too i always listen to kerry and matthew on cheese chat cheese <laughs> I mean, I've never made cheese. I'm not involved in artisan cheese production. If there's anyone there that knows more about cheese than we do. <laughs> well, everybody. That is, I eat it. But... I have to give thanks to Pollyanna, Ed Hayworth and Jessica Eisenman that all got in touch and told me the acronym I was looking for was NPC, non-player character from video games. I meant to give that a shout out last week and I forgot. And another thing, Kerry, before we mm -hmm. progress, mm -hmm. we got Montis size wrong right? He's a Doberman. Yes. We were confusing yeah. him with Justin and Lillian's little ankle biter, Ruby. Ruby. And then we yeah. said, because when Adil went to stay at the B&B, he got very nervous because of Monty, but he didn't. Mm. He got nervous because Justin and Lillian were staying there and Ruby got all up in his bed sheets and messed them up. There was a little bit of accuracy in what we were saying. Yeah. There's always a little bit. Yeah. Five not, to not ten much. percent normally. Yeah. I mean, if only we had the Factotron here to help us out. Yes. Facts matter. There you go, Kerry. That's good. That gives me a little mute point where I can put him in. Thanks. <laughs> He's very important to us, the Factotron. 
Oh, so Ardor, he's he's left behind him in an envelope, which, or Linda would probably say envelope, which she thought would have a note in it, but it wasn't just a note. It was a month's rent, wasn't it? Yeah. Which, uh, now that would indicate he isn't returning and it's like a sort of, you know, I've messed you up here, have a month's rent, or it means he's going to be away for a month. If they're going to delay the opening, because now you've got the bonfire is now returned back to the responsibility of the committee and that's going to be on the green again that's all good happy about that for some reason yeah. stella and pip still think they should go dressed as james bond yeah yeah bit odd Normal. yeah in wellies yeah. this time holding foiled potatoes it feels like a gucci ad doesn't it two women in suits <laughs> stood next to a bonfire eating like jacket potatoes <laughs> You'll all be wearing it next year. Not very practical with all that sort of soot and flamey bits and that sort of bound to rain as well. They're postponing the opening or yeah. calling it off altogether. Oh, so we, yeah, and as we said at the beginning, Grundy's up for eviction again. Well, not eviction, but getting moved. Are they all going to have to move in with Will and the guinea pigs now? Oh, probably. Yeah, that will go down like a cup of cold sick. Yeah. What with his Tilly Button action? Well, he. Which actually wasn't action in the end, was it? There was, was no it? action, was there? No. She just. A bunch of silly girls came round to pick some guinea pigs. He was actually quite nice early doors to Brad, though, wasn't he? It wasn't the usual. There were still elements of the piss take, but he wasn't mm. nasty anymore, I thought. He was more like, oof. All right, well, sounds better than my job prospects. Like he was more self-deprecating than he used to be. Until Brad tried to give him some advice about how to treat women. Yeah, I mean, interesting that he said that both me and Chelsea have heard on the grapevine that because you think you're so great and so good looking, you're fucking shit in bed. That could well be true. There's a few people I could think of that are pr probably like that. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Not you, Matthew. You're both. He did kick Brad out and Brad mm. then went and told the Grundys everything, which is how we found yeah. out while George was cooking up a storm in the kitchen by peeling carrots. Uh, yeah, so he is sounding a little more levelled, I think. There was definitely yeah. a change in tone. A little bit, yeah. He wanted to make fun, you know, he made fun of the, the careers day thing. But at the same time, mm. there was that moment where he was like, actually, that compared to my situation, that doesn't sound so bad. He didn't rip mm. into Mia. He just ripped into the idea of them doing homework together, which is classic. Yes. George as well. He, yeah. Well, he said, you, you make having a girlfriend sound more boring than having a job. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Brad's so sweet. He just sort of went, well, it isn't. No. Because he's well into what's going on, isn't he, still? I'm wondering if um, Poppy's scrapbook that she's making of the guinea pigs, I was hoping George was going to get on with Tilly Button and then it would just end up like some weird Karma Sutra because she'd be peeping through the, the keyhole and would just draw George and Tilly together but just put loads of guinea pig stickers. <laughs> She can't do anything without it involving guinea pigs at the moment, can she? Yeah, I mean, at least George hasn't become really confused and thinks they're turkeys yet, like he did last year when he bought a load of pheasants oh, yeah. by mistake. <laughs> yes. Ah, Matthew, what is the group name for guinea pigs? Eddie said herd, didn't he? Mm. And Clary said gathering or gaggle. Gaggle is geese, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Herd, lots of things. Do you know what it is? I do. Go on, what is it? A Grundy. Herd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ever heard. I thought it was going to be a Grundy of guinea pigs. That would be good. I thought it might have been an in-joke. Jack sleeps upside down. As I mentioned on our Patreon, I watched The Exorcist last week. <laughs> yeah. 
it just really made me laugh this time round when I heard Lee refer to it. And obviously, just imagine him hanging upside down. We need to get Alan round. The power of cheese compels you. Start like sp spraying <laughs> yeah. him with, with Natasha's juices. Or the Lynx Africa. <laughs> I mean, her like her orange juices from what's her, mm. what's her bloody juice company called? Ooh. Oh, I thought of Bridge Fresh and obviously it's not that. No, it's not. Uh, is it Sun? No. Sunny Delight. That's it. Orchard Farm or something like that, is it? I'm, just, I'm making things up now. Orchard Fresh? No. Oh. <laughs> Everything has to be fresh. Alan and Henry, what did you think? Yes, quite a sweet little scene. Alan said that he feels that Henry's a lost, sad boy who's out of his debt. Enough about Lee. What about Henry? <laughs> <laughs> Lee's bound to go off to, um, no, what is it? Where's the America field? Isn't he soon? Ryan tagged us in an Instagram story tonight, which I then shared on our Instagram, saying it's going to be a difficult week for Lee. So, yeah, he told us last week, didn't he? Like, the relationship is going to change. Gone up a gear, hasn't it? I mean, good on him. He stood up for himself. She's such a hypocrite and so negative. And, yeah, she's had terrible things have happened to her. But she can't see the good man in front of her. Can she? And Henry's going to be gutted if Lee goes. They really get along. They were having a great time playing that game tonight. And there was that moment he went, look out for the giant alien rat. And Lee was going to go like, what? Is mum home? <laughs> She's so painful, isn't she? On our Facebook, Ian Roberts asked regarding the graffiti on the door. What's the most horrific, disgusting thing anyone could have written about Rob on the church door? I'm going for Rob Titchener is an archer. Well, that's pretty much what. Like I said last yeah. week, wasn't it? Uh, some people said it might be the C word. And a lot of people got back and said, like, I don't think even Rob's a conservative. <laughs> Rob Titchener eats Borsetshire blue, said Steve Malone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gillian Corrigan backed up the C word conservative thing. Mm. TR Talk says, uh, who thinks it was George now that Helen is his bestie? Yeah, we thought George or Henry, didn't we? Well, I thought Usha, but. Uh, yeah. Nolag said Rob Titchener is a ferrotophobe. <laughs> Claire, I believe, because she put asterisks in, but I believe she says twat waffle. Pam said Rob Titchener is a apologist. Yes, I like that. Rob Titchener is a culvert blocker. Well, that's a fact, isn't it? Yeah. That was from Maggie. And begins with C. Ian Morris has written, he wants to be buried with a slice of Coldwell cream shoved up his arse. Or RT. Hang on. Who are we talking about now? Because there's two people going on in this thread. Uh, Rob Titchener loved Helen, the biggest slur I can think of, said William. <laughs> yes. Viv said Rob Titchener is an atheist. Well, so is Henry, by the sound of it. Mm. To which Morticia replied, Rob Titchener is a Christian. <laughs> it's all kicking off. <laughs> Megan said Rob Titchener is a cockwomble. And then Mandy finished it off. That's Red Agnes, Mandy, isn't it? Rob Titchener shags guinea pigs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Thanks for that, everyone. But Henry, he was quite good at lying, wasn't he? When they were in the shop right at the beginning of Sunday. And he was going, what graffiti? Who would do that? And then as soon as the police were mentioned, he shat himself. Did Alan make it a police matter? No. If he did, he would have to involve Harrison, wouldn't he? And that would mean we'd need our new Harrison jingle. Oh. That's the sound of the police. Oh, oh. That's the sound of the beast. <laughs> there should be some sort of lyric over that going, where am I? Oh, what's that? <laughs> I thought about trying to put in the Chorlton and the wheelies. Hello, little lady. 
over the top, but I couldn't find an MP3 of it. I th thought it was quite moving, though, that stuff. With, um, I'm not a religious person. You're not, Kerry. We both know that. And I thought Alan was very good at the way that he said, you have to think about the Bible as teaching us to be compassionate. Clearly, Alan's never found that copy of the Old Testament kicking around in the vestry. <laughs> but I thought it was quite good of Henry to say, like, I don't. I'm not sure I believe. Yeah. But then Alan said, but I like Paul's words in Ephesians. And I thought he was going to go, looking great, girlfriend. We're going out in Felpersham tonight. <laughs> I liked how Alan, Alan said, um, I don't believe in the Minotaur and Goldilocks. <laughs> I thought, I don't remember that, that fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, the bears f***ed off when the Minotaur came in. Yeah, ate all the porridge. <laughs> he would have wanted Greek yogurt in it, though, wouldn't he? <laughs> There was a daddy minotaur, a baby minotaur, and a mummy minotaur. <laughs> Kerry, let's have a little break and then we'll come back, okay? Yeah. This weekend, directly following log jamming, your most loved archers characters star in their favorite Bond movies. Stella and Pip in License to Drill. Jill Archer in For Your Pies Only. Rob and Alan in On His Reverend Secret Service Mike Tucker in No Time to Diet Ian and Adam's Pizza Van in You Only Give Slice Tony, Rex and Leonard in Never Say Trevor Again Nigel and David in The Spy Who Shoved Me <laughs> Oh dear dialed them in. I felt like I did a bit. That was bloody excellent. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Kerry? Yeah? If people want to get in touch with us on Twitter, how would they do that? At the Cider Shed Pod. That's the end of that. And if you want to get in touch with us on Instagram, at the Cider Shed Pod 2. Uh, mm. We have a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast, and you can email us, as often it mentions in our ads, at hello at the cidershed.com. Kerry, did we get any reviews? We did. We did. I only sort of said the Twitter thing like that because I think, you know, most the listeners know, don't they? We've got two more reviews this one is from megan eliza uk i've been listening to the side shed for quite a while now and have got to say i love it peter kerry and matthew are wonderful hosts and i love tuning in every week to hear them chat about the archers my week wouldn't be complete without it oh lovely ah. and then we've had one from australia marguerite 1212 are they some kind of immortal is that their like year of birth do you think <laughs> Yeah, they were born in the 13th century. 
Um, loved it from day one, they say, in the tepid bathtub of Archer's podcasts. This is the top up of hot water that will make you want to linger until your skin goes all prune-like. <laughs> Kerry and Matthew are hilarious together and have a great rapport. Peter's influence is still felt. Not the original, but by far the best. So pleased that I followed them over from the dark side. And then in brackets, TM for trademark. All that time ago. Yay! Hey! I was getting a bit worried there when they talked about sitting in a lukewarm bath and what might be... I thought, what are we floating in the bath? <laughs> Stop yeah, I mean, those reviews, they really, really help us. If you write a five-star mm. review, it helps push the pod out there. We've been really happy to see that on Sundays we go to, like, number one in the Apple podcast charts for after shows. Thanks so much for everyone that supports that way, listening and writing the reviews. You've just reminded me as well. Someone on Twitter asked us specifically about Patreon and said, could you say on the Cider Shed pod what each level of Patreon sort of funding or whatever gets you so i did explain that you know you can give as much or as little as you wish to or are able to and all patreons get access to the same which is early pods and the bonus episodes that we throw out midweek sometimes it's just really what anyone feels comfortable with giving and some people do like increase their amount their level sometimes and like we're really grateful for that we really appreciate it. we understand at the same time if you have to like downgrade it as well mm -hmm. so yeah you can support us by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed and becoming a member at any of the levels you want and you will get the midweek episodes then that we put out which are exclusive to patreon and you'll get the main episode early normally drops somewhere between a friday night and a you know, Sunday mid-afternoon, somewhere in that little sweet spot, and it's ad-free. And we've got um, we've got a bunch of new Patreons. There's a couple that I wasn't... One joined as we started recording, which is Jez E. So obviously they don't have a jingle this week, but they will have in the future. And someone whose name I was slightly unsure of, but I've messaged them saying, how do I make a jingle out of this name? <laughs> so when they get <laughs> back to me. But the main thing, Kerry, is, you know, a lot of people stop mm. me in the street in Porto, and they say, um, Matthew... We know that you host that podcast with Kerry Warbus about the archers called The Cider Shed, and you do jingles for the patrons. When are you going to do jingles that feature Bon Tempe MIDI versions of Cure songs? And I always say to them, that's going to happen on the 20th of October, 2023. <laughs> OK, so first up, Kelly Herks, who we gave a shout out last week because she joined as we were recording. Uh, this is for you, Kelly. We say a big thank you. Kelly Herks for becoming a patron. The Cider Shed is now at your service. Go Kelly! <laughs> Thing is there, Kelly as well, like, that's my fav pretty much my favourite Cure song as well, A Night Like This. If anyone hasn't watched The Cure in Orange... Yes. Matthew knows it's actually with the French pronunciation, but he ain't no Linda Snell. Absolutely amazing. It's around 86... Etc. There's a little, if you haven't seen it before, there's a little surprise at the beginning as the Cure are walking on stage and it's really, really good. I won't spoil it for anyone, but they open with Shake Dog Shake, which is like probably on a par with that song for me. And then they play A Night Like This later. So yeah, thanks a lot, Kelly. Really appreciate it. This one's for Daniel Millerchip. We don't care if we hear Pip because we've got Daniel Millerchip. He's gone. Cider shed, patron hip. It's Friday. We're in love. 
with Daniel. <laughs> Clever boy. Do you do one to the forest? I do. Oh, good. I like that's my favourite. James Griffith. Come closer and see. See James Griffith. <laughs> a new cider shed patron. What a star. <laughs> Thank you. Favourite track on a Bon Tempe. I love it. Yeah. And uh, someone calling themselves Alice Archer. Mm. Is it a hybrid of the two, the surname and the character? I don't know, but this is the jingle they got. We waited hours for this. We made ourselves so sick, but now it's done. Alice is on Patreon. A thank you from the Cider Shed, Alice Archer. Yay! <laughs> Jesse and the person with what appears to be muscle, muscle, muscle in their surname. Just l let me know how I jingle you and I will do it. Oh. Uh, Kerry, we won't do the fantasy football this week because it was an international week. No need. It's the Cider Shed Derby tomorrow. Chelsea versus Arsenal. It is indeed. Where are Chelsea in the league? It doesn't matter, does it? I mean, uh, like... <laughs> I muted myself because I said something I don't want the listeners to hear then, Kerry. Um, uh, I don't know where you are. I don't know where we are either. We're about 10th, I think. But okay. you know what? We finished, what, about 17th? No, no, we finished about 16th last year or something. I don't know. But do you know what? We won exactly the same amount of silverware as Arsenal did last year. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, um, has Ardil eaten Roy? I think, <laughs> yeah. I When they said Roy, you know, Oliver said, like, Roy emailed him. I was like, are you sure mm. he hasn't accidentally sent that email to Sasha XXX17352? <laughs> yes. uh, no one is mentioning him properly in terms of having done any job. Are the Grundys going to be able to focus on this Halloween thing as well with the fact that they're now going to be facing giving up Grange Farm or like the remortgaging mm. or selling of Grange Farm? Um, I don't I'm yeah, really, do you? No, I'm I not know. I mean, Eddie said Barnbrack isn't scary, is it? And I thought Clary was going, well, it is if you, it is if I can't do Clary. <laughs> yeah. Keep trying. That was good. It is if you choke on a bit of rag, Eddie. <laughs> Bad luck, rag. Yeah. P won't get married this year. Alistair, he's getting married, apparently, isn't he, within the year? Dear niece, dear niece, dear niece. Mm. Awkward. Look, if the Barnbrack tells you, it's going to happen, isn't it? I'm here for Paul's best man speech, though. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Jim is very reluctant best man, isn't it? He didn't want to do it at the Jazzer Tracy thing. All right, Kerry, I've got a leg it. Yes. Okay, my love. Have a brilliant weekend. You too. I will I'll keep you posted on all other things that are going on. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see all of you next week. Bye. Yes. Bye. Hello.